Say goodbye to things scattered, stressed, and the last minute scrambles to fund your real estate deals. If you're ready to stop chasing leads, endlessly connecting on Facebook, social media, and Zoom, just to pitch your stuff to anything that moves and breathes, listen up. The Daily Investor Lead Flow is finally here. This tool has forever helped us pinpoint where to focus our capital raising efforts and where to free our time and energy. Head over to dailyinvestorleadflow.com to discover how much of a game changer it can be for you. The Daily Investor Lead Flow literally changed everything for us. Now you can finally have the opportunity to take back your time and get your life back. Remember those times you reached out to investors and heard nothing back? Those days are coming to an end. This tool will zoom out, highlighting all the gaps. It will also zoom in, removing all the guesswork from prioritizing your efforts. Plus, it will help set clear expectations for your business and ensure that your capital raising strategies are assets, not liabilities. Don't wait, take the daily lead flow by going to dailyinvestorleadflow.com. That's dailyinvestorleadflow.com. Your future self will forever thank you. So in today's world, we laugh at anyone who think they can predict the housing market to five or even 10 years from now. And thankfully, today's investors are a lot more savvy. They look at markets that have four key metrics. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Nine years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the nine to five. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom for the lifestyle you deserve. If you're someone who wants to enjoy the economy of scale, be part of a bigger and potentially more profitable deal while working with professional management and surpass the limitation that come with size, the amount of credit, and the amount of capital you need, then you need to become a passive investor in apartment syndication deals. There's no secret that we love what we do and we feel so fortunate that we have this in our lives and we get to share this with people like you. Now, people listen to a couple of episodes and ask us, What's the difference between an active and passive investor regarding apartment syndication? And if you're new here, apartment syndication is our favorite mode of investing. Now, let's walk people through the major differences between active versus passive investing because both definitely have their perks and considerations. Yes. Do you know what I think of when I consider the difference between an active and passive investor in apartment syndication? Hmm. Other than what's in their names? Going to a club. Okay, interesting. It's been a while since I've been to one of those places. I'm kind of like the girl who's like all day at the pool, dinner by 7, and bed by 10. I know, I know. But stick with me for a second here. Active investors are like club promoters. They are the ones who know where the best clubs are and which people to bring into the scene. They give the all-access experience without killing yourself standing heels waiting in line. They got you covered. Okay, so it's kind of like how active investors are super hands-on in making the deals happen. Active investors, sponsors, syndicated, general partners, you know, the same. they're basically the same thing, right? They roll up their sleeves, find the properties, kick dirt, find people to bring into the deal, and may even go to the property to work on it from time to time. Exactly. Making passive investor the club goer, enjoying all the perks of a great night without the drama of finding which nightclub is the best to go in the area. And you're forgetting one of the most important parts. They bring in the cash. Ooh, right. Because passive investors are people who bring in the capital and don't want to get their hands dirty. They just want to see their capital grow. 
It's almost like investing with Wall Street. Except Wall Street is not a person you have an established relationship with and investing in real asset with. Not watching the stock go up and down on your phone. Yeah, that's pretty much a headache. And here's the best news: you don't have to be invited to the super exclusive club. It's really not difficult to be a past investor. But there's a couple of things that you definitely need to know to be good at it. Don't worry, we've got you covered. This is exactly what we'll be breaking down in today's episode from your favorite not so clubby club promoters. The first thing you need to know is about choosing the market you want to invest in. If you tune on the news or look at your phone in the last few months, then you know people can't stop talking about this white hot market we're living in. We've been hanging out with a lot of experts who say that real estate is not a macro asset. It's not a commodity. Each individual market has its own market dynamic. Remember 08? Yes. <laughs> Unlike the last major housing crash, leading up to that year, people were buying properties and just sitting on them. Rent was something no one was really taking seriously. Many people were telling themselves, "I'm gonna buy this property, and 10 years from now, I'll resell it for a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars. You know, more than I have what I already pay for." Looking back, what we would like, what would we call this, Palm? Yeah, that was some pretty speculative activities, I would say. Yeah. So in today's world, we laugh at anyone who think they can predict the housing market two, five, or even 10 years from now. Then, thankfully, today's investors are a lot more savvy. They look at markets that have four key metrics: find your hive, understanding the net migration pattern into the area you're looking to invest in, go where the jobs grow. That's where we look at the job growth in the areas you're going into, right? Yes, the inventory to construction pipeline. Literally, look at the tangible construction supply that are available to meet the demand of the people who wants to move to the area. And lastly, no vacancy, which goes into why we traditionally look for physical vacancy rates at eight percent or lower. Oh, and we can't forget one last thing, which is the most critical pieces to investing in the right market. Make sure the state is business and landlord friendly. Trust us; this will save you a tons of time and headache down the line. The second key thing to take note on making a decision as a passive investor to make a deal or pick a deal is: does it line up with your investment objectives for your money? In other words, if you're investing for cash flow, then you have to pick a deal that is going to generate, say, cash flow, right? <laughs> Isn't obvious though, but you will be surprised at how many people get lost into the weeds and forget why they started. The same can be said for capital. If you're investing for capital gains, then you're going to obviously pick investments that have a major appreciation potential. Third, the most important thing a passive investor should be doing is due diligence on the sponsorship team. This is so crucial, and we cannot emphasize this enough. You won't want to hire someone without interviewing them, right? It's more important you vet the team and the club promoter. And now, our favorite question to ask when vetting someone is: Will we drink wine and share a charcuterie board with them? If the answer to this is no, then it's no for everything. If you can't bond over brie, then they gotta go. <laughs> If you don't feel a connection, then why on earth are you gonna wire this person 100k, 500k? Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't add up, right, Nan? Yeah. So when investing a lot of money, you want to be as certain as possible that your money is in the right hands. You want to seek out people who can deliver on their promise, have a firm foundation of knowledge, and know what they're talking about. Ask yourself: Does their business plan make any sense? You don't need an MBA to understand if this business plan makes sense or not. But when it comes to the team, this is really an important point, and you do this typically at the front end. You want to get to know them. You know, like when you go on a date with someone, people tend to get really nervous because you want to make sure that that person likes you for you. But more importantly, you want to make sure that 
you like them. Yes. So the same can be said for getting to know your sponsor and your sponsor getting to know you. Another economy of scale that we haven't touched on as much, but makes a huge difference, is that once you do the work once, the work and you know vetted the team, you don't need to repeat this process unless you decide to work with another team. If you choose to repeat and invest with the same team, then you can focus on whether the investment itself matches your own personal investment philosophy and grow with the team from there. This is something we constantly practice, right? Nowadays, when we invest as passive investors, since we've done the heavy lifting work upfront by vetting the sponsorship team, when there's an investment opportunity from them in the market that we like and it aligns with our internal investment criteria, such as property vintage, the submarket, average household income, etc. We just invest. Indeed. <laughs> now, we're so proud of the fact that we get many repeat investors on each deal because past investors love the idea of growing and scaling with us. It's one of the reasons people stay with us because they don't have to do as much due diligence the second time around. They understand the value of time and don't want to waste it vetting another team when they've seen a proven results delivered time and time again. Plus, we just love the folks we get to work with that are very, and we feel very lucky to have such an amazing team grow with us year after year. As of now, the majority of our deals are 506B offering. We can take both accredited investor and sophisticated investor. So, Palm, can you explain for our listener here what is the difference between an accredited investor and a sophisticated investor? And like how those two investors, you know, differ from one another because I think those words often get confused. For simplicity's sake, the main criteria for being an accredited investor is outlined in Regulation D, Rule 501 of the 1930 Securities Act. These are important parts of that act. An individual with an income over 200000 or a joint income over 300000 an individual or a couple with a net worth exceeding $1 million, excluding the value of their primary residence, business entities worth over $5 million, and an individual with a professional certification or status as a private funds knowledgeable employee. And for sophisticated investors? Yeah, now sophisticated investors have an in-depth knowledge of their investment and expertise in the market that makes them meet certain investment criteria. Now, if you're a credit investors by today's standard, then the sponsorship team can put the word out there that they're looking for accredited investors if they're offering 506C. Essentially, what 506C offering is, is an offering that the sponsorship team can solicit investors without prior pre-existing relationship and advertise their offering. Hence, as a passive investor, you don't have to spend the time hunting them down and looking for that sponsorship team because they're totally looking for you. However, if the rule change as proposed by the SEC earlier this year happened, the individual net worth requirement could change from $1 million to $10 million, excluding the value of the primary residence, which might be hard for those deals with the right sponsorship team then to find you. You're going to wish you had the pre-existing relationship with someone who has that kind of deal already in their back pocket. This is why we recommend getting into a relationship. A relationship with a sponsorship team, a syndicator, of course, Find multiple of them so you have existing pre, I mean, pre-existing relationship with them in place and you're eligible to look at their deals and partner and or invest right alongside them without the hassle of interviewing and betting. And before too many of you start asking, where do we find these people? It's about location, 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 as in where are you locating yourself to get into the relationship with these best sponsors? This is an obvious choice and our personal favorite place to be. The Kitty Freedom Club, a group of passive investors for everyday people just like you. 
Currently, all of our investment opportunities require 506B pre-existing relationships with accredited or sophisticated investors. What does this mean? We can take as many accredited investors as we choose, but our cap our sophisticated investor at 35. So for all you sophisticated investors out there, be sure to not miss out on our investment opportunities and jump on a call with us and get into the Kitty Freedom Club so you can participate in investment that has been historically proven to create generational wealth. Now, another place to find an incredible team is you can ask people in your circle who have success in apartment investing and becoming passive investors where they started. Getting in on those warm leads will definitely give you a major leg up. Referrals are the best. Yes, because your besties have already vetted them. So you've done the hard part. You or your bestie already vetted the team and worked through every corner of due diligence. You're ready to see the money come in and come in fast. But there are a few considerations to make first. One, what's your team communication style? Are you someone who needs to be updated monthly or quarterly about your investments? Second, when is the first distribution? For the Kitty Sister team, for all our investment opportunities, we typically ask for six months after ownership before we make the first distribution so we can stabilize the asset first. Other things to consider on this journey are checking to see if there's an investor portal that houses the pertinent records. And you want to look for someone with a track record, a strong track record. Plus, a rookie mistake we made when starting out was saying yes to every deal. <laughs> it's okay to take your time and to find what works for you. Getting to know your sponsorship team is a large chunk of the process, so take your time, breathe easy, and rest assured your money is working for you for a change. As a passive investor, your job is done as soon as you made the decision to invest and send your wire. Now, watch the perks roll in as you enjoy making money while you sleep, hedge against inflation, and gain extraordinary tax benefits while you have a team of experts working hard on your behalf. Our only regret? We wish we'd have started sooner. So if you're someone who is just starting out in your passive investing journey and wondering if it's too late to start, the answer is absolutely not. not. Now it's time to activate being a passive investor while the market is on, I mean, it's in our favor, right? As always, we are so inspired by our Cash and Multipliers tribe, and this community just gets better and better. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Kitty Sisters and on our website, thekittysisters.com, to learn about the Kitty Freedom Club, listen to past episodes, and check out other freebies. Until next time, guys, Cash Flow Multipliers. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com slash podcast. 